welcome to episode 187 of the T-Force GG, General Game Podcast of the T-Force Network. I'm here, Aaron Fokel, and we've got Noel. Hey everyone, how's it going? And Mary. Hello. How's it going? Going, it's going, I'm back again. <laughs> uh, it's been a week, hasn't it? Oh God, it sure has been a uh, week. Yeah. At one point I got sick, and then the next day when I took off work because I was sick, I slept until 2 p.m. Whoa. That sounds like you really needed that. Yeah, I, apparently I did. <laughs> I feel much better now. Well, that's good. Yeah, that was in between playing um, Jedi Fallen Order. Star Wars Jedi colon Fallen Order. They keep moving that colon around. That colon was not after Jedi originally. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But now Star Wars Jedi is the the flagship, and it's Fallen Order is this game, I guess. Is this Dark Forces Three? No, they they already made that. Did they? Well, not officially. Mm. But I mean, Jedi Knight Two Outcast would be Dark Forces Three if they. I mean, it has, it's the sequel. It's the same person. It's the <laughs> direct continuation of the series. <laughs> Kyle Katarn is a character that needs to come back in the new continuity with a kick-ass video game. I mean, Cal Kestis from Fallen Order, he, he's okay, but he's no Kyle Katarn. Mm. Badass. Take Boba Fett and cross him with a Jedi Knight, and you have Kyle Katarn. He's a Jedi Knight that carries a whole bunch of guns. What could be better? I mean, not much. Je- Je- Jedi Knight's pretty great series. So is this Jedi Knight living up to your expectations, folk? Well, this isn't a Jedi Knight. This is piecemeal of a whole bunch of other games. Um, it's definitely Dark Souls, but much easier. It's definitely Uncharted with its climbing and uh, environmental maneuvering, um, but melee combat focused and much more difficult unless you play on story mode. It's got, it does have a bunch of Prince of Persia DNA in there which I'm, I'm happy about. All the shoulder buttons are basically bound to different time slash force powers. Mm-hmm. But it's... And, and it's sort of a Metroidvania, but not really. That one's the biggest stretch of the bunch. It is... There, there's a bit of a shell to the structure, I suppose, in that you get powers, and then you can use those powers on maps you revisit to go down slightly different hallways to get unlocks that you couldn't get before but not really not really a metroidvania um it's pretty good i think i'm having a better time than most people with it because i got really lucky slash dumb how so so a lot of people have performance issues with this game like it's kind of renownedly buggy and then also as you're running across the map it's loading in chunks of the map, and a lot of people are having trouble with that unless they like fresh boot their console or use like a better external drive. And I've gotten SSD in my PS4 Pro, so I have was probably the best combination to tackle this game because uh, I didn't really run into any of that stuff, which was kind of nice. Like like minor stutters here and there. And then now that I've beaten the game, I'm looking online at like, oh, now I can look up because I wanted to avoid spoilers. And now it's like, whatever, I know everything. Let's go look. Mm -hmm. And what I see looks, wow, like kind of garbage. It's there seems to be a lot of issues with this game. 
that uh, I fortunately missed most of them. But that didn't mean my run was flawless. I still had a lot of them. Uh, like micro hitches during some exploration, but never a full pause like I've seen. Like, you know how you're running through a game and it just full-on freezes for a second and it shows a loading icon in the corner? Yep. This game yeah. can uh, this game can apparently do that. Um, I didn't see that ever happen, which is kind of nice. Must be that fancy new SSD you did. Yeah, it's not that new, though. I threw that thing in, like, now a few years ago. and All right, cool. You You did it. Good. That was a good job. Oh, so you didn't install it on that new drive that you got a few weeks ago? No, no, that was a, um, the purpose of that drive was I had an external plugged in, but it was one of those giant, like, refrigerator-sized things with its own power supply. Oh, uh, okay, that, so you were just getting an upgrade for that. Yeah, I was just getting, like, a comparably-sized, but now laptop form factor drive. So... Technically, that drive probably performs worse. It's probably a slower drive than that refrigerator thing I had before. But crucially, it doesn't take up a power slot um, because my surge protector is just full up. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just full. So I don't have very many choices, which is, which is actually really fortunate that I did that because I didn't realize, but the uh, Chromecast Ultra requires power. Yeah, I think you can do it off of USB oh. power. That doesn't look like it. Because um, the adapter they include with that thing is beefy as hell and has an Ethernet jack in the power adapter too. So it looks pretty specialized. Um, I'd be curious if you could actually power that thing off of a USB power in the TV. Because that would, again, free up one more power slot that I'd be so grateful for. Um, but I'm jumping ahead. To Stadia stuff, but I'm gonna get back to Jedi Fallen Order quick because that game's good. I beat it. It's a good game. Um, I'm not sure if it's better than the games it has stolen from, but it's totally enjoyed. Like, it's a very solid A minus game. It's like very cool. Uh, I definitely enjoyed my time with it. There were lots of faults, and I I think I'd be much harsher on it if I ran into as many technical issues as it seems everyone else is. But I quite enjoy my time with it. It um, the characters are it, basically everything has a caveat. The writing is really good in that the characters are all charismatic and likable, and you really enjoy this journey. But you can also tell that the game was written modularly. You know how a lot of video games the plot is hard to write because they're constantly uh. cutting out pieces and moving chapters from before to after, and the orders. And video game writers are just like pulling their hair out, trying to fix everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. As you play this game, it's pretty obvious. Either it was written very modularly to repeat certain plot points. So even if certain scenes got cut, they still covered them. Or the writer's very repetitive and they want to make sure you understand this damn video game story and you're not going <laughs> to miss it because we're going to say the same damn thing like six times. Like, I get it, Cal. You've got trust issues with your new partner because of their mysterious past, because you literally say that, and then they say, I know you have trouble trusting me, but we've got to work together, like no less than three times in concurrent cinematics. Like play a level, have okay. that dialogue, play a level, have that dialogue again, play another level, be like, I got back. I'm still a little hesitant about trusting. It's like, I get it. I, I really get it. <laughs> like... 
it's a good thing you all are acting the shit out of this scene because the actual lines you have to deliver are just the most basic plot. Like, well, I mean, what would you rather have? Would you rather have good acting with repetitive dialogue, or no? Bad I want acting, but no. The I script's really good. Okay, I know what I would like. I take the bad acting with the good script because I love those old like. You're describing Fallout. You're describing like all the classic RPGs where it's developer dialogue. Deus yeah. Ex. Deus Ex does not have that great of acting in it. <laughs> the <laughs> delivery, not so good. Um, but they have some good lines. Um, but no, no. This, again, it's like, I like this game, but I also have trouble recommending it because everyone mm-hmm. I know played it on story mode difficulty like the lowest low difficulty to get basically an uncharted like experience i played it on hard um and i got a what is definitely easier than dark souls experience but i definitely lost to bosses like uh-huh and 10 times in a row like a boss fight would be 30 minutes instead of at dark souls two hours to like fight a boss here you could kind of rough through it for a bit um so definitely better as a challenging game than as a story driven game i think so because it sets the mood for some of its limitations like your the main character is a padawan not a jedi master so you're not supposed Ah. to be like the dude from Ah. force unleashed you're sort of a jedi who is competent with a lightsaber your master taught you to deflect blaster bolts sure but like, maybe you can do one force push before you're kind of tired. Okay. And that and that really fits the mood of being hunted in this game because it's taking place during the time when the Empire is hunting down Jedi. Like five mm-hmm. years after Episode Three is roughly when it takes place. So it's like at the height of we're hunting down the Jedi. Let's go. Like, yeah, we, yeah. we have got the Jedi hunting machine down. It's nice and well oiled. We're coming for you. And that's a really good setting for a game. It's a really interesting character to play who is a Jedi, but not grossly overpowered. Like, two Stormtroopers. You're, you're going to win. Like, what are they going to do? But like, five Stormtroopers, <laughs> they like might kick the shit out of you um, <laughs> really early on in that game. <laughs> it's like f- five full-grown okay. soldiers like might beat you up. Or um, one Inquisitor. Like one one trooper who is good at hunting Jedi, they're gonna mess you up. You're you're gonna have a tough time when you encounter them. And that's not that they're, they're no one special. They're just a soldier yeah. who specializes in vibroblades and melee combat. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you're basically just like barely out of your training kind of stuff. Um, and then through the course of the game, you get some more powers. But again, like with every like thing that's really that setting's really cool, right? But the way they limit it is you have a very limited force bar and your force bar powers everything. So you might think like, oh, force push to knock people off ledges. Check. It's also your heavy attack. Like you have a, okay. you have a kind of you have a kind of dinky light attack and you can parry and deflect and block with your own stamina bar. And pretty much any other standard action you can think of um, requires the force. And you don't have very much of it. And that includes, um, if you played the Spider-Man game recently, the the dash. This game, one of its central features is if you hold the heavy attack button, you will dash across the battlefield 
to a distant target and you can slash them or press the jump button as you're dashing and you will jump over them prince of persia style landing behind them um and it's a it's a pretty good vital move as is slowing people down so you can crowd control and all of this stuff is force based and all the enemies you fight are dark souls style so they all have very specific weaknesses and this still sounds pretty cool except you don't have enough force to actually experiment with what person has which weakness huh um you run out of force like you get into a fight and you're like I don't know what you're weak against, guy. I'm going to push you, and you push them, and they're just like, I blocked your push. You're like, well, shit. I'm out of force meter. I can't experiment with literally any of your other weaknesses, so now it results in a parry, 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 and maybe attack game, um, which is that brutal. Sounds, it, it, it turns, it turns it into like brutal, a real... It sounds fun. Yeah, it turns it into a real slugfest where you're like, this yeah. is tough, and I'm really working at this. But my issue is, I basically made it to the end of the game. I figured out most of what I should do for certain enemy types, but there's still one or two enemy types where I'm like, I never, I never figured you out. I just, I never found which force thing you're weak against. Uh huh. Like, I, I never found out you're in your combo when I should dodge and attack. It just, you just killed me. Like, and then eventually I respawned, managed to get to you with enough life that I just, beat the we beat the crap yeah. out of each other but i have so many stim packs i won yeah i, I kind of like that kind of gameplay style where you don't if you can figure out the tricks of the other enemies enough you can brute force your way through like one or two yeah so I, that you don't have to perfect it to get through but you still need to figure out most of it yeah that's kind of what it's like it's just a little frustrating like because you're not given enough there's like i want to like i want the firing range in apex like I, I want like the practice room to be like, what should I do to this person? Because I didn't want to just look it up. I wanted to figure uh -huh. it out. And the answer is you can experiment once or twice and then you're done. Then it's like, well, your force meter is about done. You, you can build it back up slowly by fighting regularly. But when you use it all up, it means you literally can't even like heavy attack or do, do like force push is super important for like say deflecting rockets so you can like really screw yourself if you use up your whole meter experimenting okay basically it wants you to experiment but you only get to try it like one experiment and then you have to do the rest of the fight <laughs> and you get you have to stop mm. experimenting it's mm -hmm. not it's very limited experimentation time and that would work if you had enough trials to do it again and again and again like a dark souls game um but this game isn't a Dark Souls game. It skews towards Uncharted, so you're not actually doing those fights again and again that many times because you can you brute force your way through the room, um, so that fight's kind of done. So yeah, it's just like it's it's stuff like that where it's like ah, oh, this is so good, but with this like big caveat next to it, it's like heavy reward for experimentation, a very limited amount of time to actually experiment. Uh -huh. um, okay. Well, do you want to go on to talking about another experiment? Oh, you mean Stadia? I do. <laughs> I don't have much Countdown to say about Stadia. Yeah, I don't know much about Stadia other than it kind of... But so focal. I, got, I got my name. Did it boot? Like, can you play it like, yeah. with an iPhone? I told... Well, no, no, no. I, I used the Google... Uh, the Chromecast Ultra that came packed with the unit. I, I plugged it into my TV. I followed its quick start guide. I booted, I claimed my games with my phone, but I play it on the TV. 
And that worked. It didn't look good, though. I think that's going to be the biggest hit against it. Because even when they fix all this tech, um, Destiny 2 just looks bad. Like, even compared to the PS4 Pro version, I think the Pro version looks better. Like, not just from video artifacting. I just mean in terms of, like, like, I fiddled with the gamma correctness and I couldn't quite get it right. And it just looked like lower res, not as good. It didn't look as crisp. And next to the PC version, it looks downright bad. Oof. So I think that's a... that's And uh, I played Samurai Showdown, which is the quote free games you can get. And the load times in that were long. They were as long as playing on a, a, the PS4. Because mm-hmm. I, I actually I actually have both these games on console already. Yeah, and um, it was neat logging into Bungie's cross save and syncing down my account and being like, I could play on the Stadia. I actually thought of like, if I bring in my save here, I could play PvP against only losers like me and maybe do okay. But it looks really bad and it runs pretty poor. And it's like, I don't know if I'm going to do that. Um, Because even if they fix all the technical issues, uh, they look like bad ports. Like, these are not supercomputers running these games. These these are just like, they're just okay. So you're not even getting the promise of, since it's just a video stream, it can be up, it can be as high res as we want it on the servers. You're not even getting that. Like, I can't tell what the resolution is. I'm sure, I really want to see Digital Foundry's breakdown video on it. But, like, I, I, I definitely heard one, one thing say that Destiny 2 is basically running on PC medium settings. And I I believe that it like it looked mm. it looked bad it looked like I would rather turn this off and play on PS4 or a hundred percent more on PC and the lo- and the loading times like weren't that much better or were as bad as you'd expect from like a regular console experience so I <laughs> so, so I don't know the, what is the point of Stadia is what it you, sounds like. I think that, well, the, the point is one, the Wi-Fi and the controller actually seem to work. Like I, I gave it a Wi-Fi access point password and it connected to the internet. And I was like, oh, that's weird tech. And if my TV had a smart app in it, that was just the Stadia smart app. Uh-huh. That's like 40 bucks in and you're, you're done. You could just be like, time to play video games. And the Stadia store itself is actually offering decent discounts. Um, some of the stuff up there, they're all like $60 games, but you can get them for like 20% off to 50% off. So they're they're pushing their store quite a bit. And if I had literally any faith in the system at all, I'd consider it, but I just don't. So I'm not going to give them... Uh, this, this was always a three-month experiment just to see what this looked like and to get the controller in my name. So I'm not planning on buying anything in that store. Yeah, plus you have actual PC hardware. Like, there's not a whole lot of reason for you. No, no, that's that's just it. Like, yeah, I've, I think the, the the experiment was if this is a supercomputer and it offers what I've got now, and then Google can just upgrade it later, and I don't have to, and I just get to like keep going forward as things all get better all the time. That'd be kind of cool. But this first this first foot out the gate is just like very disappointing. Just from a like beyond all like the hiccups that they could iron out beyond the bad storefront or the achievements that aren't there 
or the fact the Wi-Fi controller doesn't work on the computer unless you plug it in. All those like weird things that they're going to fix, like that's what's going to get fixed theoretically. Like let's assume the best case scenario. The the ports still look like they're basically PC medium or maybe PC high on current PC hardware. Like the consoles in a year are going to kick the crap out of this thing. Like if it, they would have to massively overhaul these ports to be competitive with what the next generation is going to bring. And from what I hear, xCloud is already better at streaming current stuff now. So, I don't This seems pretty doomed. Mm-hmm. So, how realistic do you think that Countdown Stadia thing is? You, you well, think it's going to last the four years it gives? N- no, because I think if it lasts four years, that means it made it and it will keep going. I think it goes through, I think this year, you know, 2020, it's just going to be garbage tech-wise. Like, mm-hmm. I I wouldn't be surprised if they offer some really good deals on the store to, like, entice people. Like, if they offered Red Dead for 10 bucks, do I jump in? I don't know. That's pretty cheap for maybe something that exists in a few years. You think they uh, might pull an Epic? Just... Yeah, yeah, they have enough money that they might want to just pull an Epic where they're patching their back end to also be like, actually, here, the pro games for this month are Red Dead. Like, here, it is for free. Just play it, please. Um, They might do something like that. But they only have a year, and once that year's up, the Xbox 2 and the PS5 are going to come out and just trounce them. Like, embarrassingly so, probably. Um, Not just in terms of the xCloud, but I mean, just... Like, look at this game. Cyberpunk is probably just going to look better on the new consoles than the Stadia. Again, unless they, like, massively overhaul what they've currently done. But if if these games out the gate are like, look at what we can do. It's like, wow, you... uh, Jester's computer can probably run this better. Mm -hmm. Mm. Not not too much of a knock against your computer, Jester. But, you know, (laughs) better than Stadia. You don't have to feel bad at all. Really, like, well, yeah, so we'll see what 2020 brings for the stadia. That's just it. Like, who knows yeah. what that does? And then it's going to be trounced for basically a year straight because Microsoft and Sony are going to come out swinging with a bunch of like super oh, exclusives yeah. and oh, ridiculously yeah. good hardware. And I mean, at least Microsoft's going to have their own streaming stuff, if not Sony and Amazon. Um, which is Twitch. <laughs> so I I like Google obviously owns the internet and they can do as much as they want, but also they quit at a lot of things and they're going to have to be willing to lose at this for a long time, a, r- a really long time. Anyway. Hmm. What 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 video games have you been playing? And don't get don't get a Stadia. <laughs> uh, That's okay. No, it- I have been playing Pokemon, which I think everyone's been playing Pokemon who has a Switch. Yep, that's what I've been playing, a game not on Stadia. I mean, I would mm-hmm. be, but I was really busy trying to beat Jedi before seeing spoilers. <laughs> and I did it. So now I can now I can play Pokemon. Should I play Pokemon? Who should I pick as my starter? Ooh, that's a real tough question, Focal. Okay. Okay, here's the question. Here is the question. Are you an emo kid? Are you a jock or are you in marching band? I mean, out of those, it's it's emo. Definitely emo. 
then then come pick Sobel with the rest of us. <laughs> it's it's funny how there's like this really big choice, but then what everyone we know picks Sobel or sad. I mean, that's no not exactly true. What what's your starter now? I pick the fire bun. Oh, see, Nell is peppy and sporty. Mm-hmm. Is, is that true, or did you pick the counter personality that you aspire to, despite being emo yourself? I don't know. I I was pretty into sports, and I still am. But <laughs> the reason I picked, uh, I keep calling it Bun Bun. I keep forgetting its actual name. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can name it. Yeah, true. Anyway, the reason I picked uh, Score Bunny was because of its Final Evolution special move animation was so much better than all the others. Ah, see, I didn't look that up. Oh, I didn't look it up either. Uh, I actually haven't played much of the new Pokemon, but man, have I seen many people play my copy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Uh, no. Wait, does that mean your computer's available? Can you play Borderlands 3 now? (laughs) I mean, I could, but I'm totally just hanging out with my friends on the couch while I watch them play Pokemon. Okay. Mm -hmm. Fair, but also I I envision you just flipping your Switch and a copy of Pokemon out into the common area and then running into your room and locking the door and be like, computer's mine now. (laughs) I got it. It's mine. Uh, But yeah, uh, I've seen three different people run through uh, Pokemon Sword. And uh, I've seen at least one of them beat it. And this this has all been like less than a week. Yeah, damn. <laughs> and all three of them picked a different starter. So I did get to see all three starters. Huh. Nice. Is it, How do you get the other two starters? Is that oh, possible? You have another version of the game and someone trades it to you. Ah, so then someone else is just farming new game. Yeah. Wait, does the game have multiple save slots? Uh, it has uh, per user that you launch it with is how it has save slots, but in-game, no. Okay, so you have to create a new user called Trash, make them a new game plus. Can they trade with you without Nintendo subscription? This is local? I'm not exactly sure. I haven't gotten to test that yet. Again, this has all been on my Switch. Uh, there is local. Huh. So you just make a My new user called Trash every night, and yeah, you could just you basically right. just save scum it and just start the game, get to where you can trade Pokemon, but, give them your starter, restart the game. So here's my question, Mary. Uh huh. You and your wife have already started the game. Neither one of you would want to blow that away. Can Correct. one of you create a new user called Trash and then create all the starters you need and trade back Prob- and forth? Possibly. All right, you'll need the you'll need the report back on this. Need to know. That feels definitely like a thing you can do. If you I'm have sure two switches, two copies of the game. And... <laughs> so, what do you all think of Pokemon? I think it is wonderful. This is the I'm best Pokemon game in a long time. I'm certainly enjoying it more than the past couple entries. Which are is that Sun and Ultra Sun? Or are you going back even farther than that? Uh I mean, Sun, Moon, what was before that? X and Y? Yes. Like, I don't know. Maybe like Black and White was like the first, like, it was like the big step. And then this feels like it's the next big step. That seems fair. So, that's, about, that's about how far back I'm going. I would say, I say it's the best one since Black, at least. But like, I really liked X and Y up until, up until a certain point where I got mad at, I got mad at, 
myself for reading the story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that story. Yeah, the story is real dumb, but oh man, the fashion and the Pokemon and me, that Wait, was great. You mean like the story in the That's game, true. like you're reading the dialogue or do you go on a wiki? No, no, reading the dialogue. I'm like, oh, fuck this. And I like mm-hmm. closed it off and <laughs> never beat it. I was really close to the end. <laughs> Diablo 3. <laughs> oh, don't, don't put I like Diablo 3. But did you like all the dialogue and the writing and stuff? It... I like Diablo 3. <laughs> <laughs> don't bully me. Oh, I will. But later, you get, y'all should talk more about uh, Pokemon. Because that's like the big game. Mm-hmm. The... The trick is freaking Dynamax raids, because you can get to those so early. What does that even mean? Just... Okay, so when you get to the open world area, where it has like all the wild Pokemon, it also has these like, uh, I don't know, like, like, like power nodes, or, like these little clusters of rocks that are glowing red, and you can go pick up Watts, which is like, it's an arbitrary currency in the game for like buying items. Okay. And some of these ones have big red pillars. And that is a Dynamax raid where the Pokemon that's there, it tells you what typing it is, and it gives you a silhouette, but it doesn't tell you the exact Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And then you go in and you can have three other people with you when you either can invite people over internet or local, or it'll fill in like AI trainers. Oh, and then okay. you go in and you fight a Dynamax, the mega-sized version of the Pokemon. And then on your side, that's like a rotation of each person. So you have all four of your Pokemon out there fighting it. And it's like once per turn, it it rotates which one of you can also Mega Size or Dynamax your Pokemon. Wait, so the four trainers, they all four trainers have all four of their Pokemon out. So it's like 16 Pokemon or is it each one has like one? Pokemon yeah, each now. of you has one Pokemon that you okay. bring to this raid battle. Okay, but you don't have your whole team. Each of you is bringing no. your one superstar to be like, let's go Pikachu. Yes. All right, got it. So, and then basically it's a, strand it's a game. fight. <laughs> it's a what? It's a strand game because you gotta you have to rely on your fellow people to come together and help out. What? You, yeah. You can target your teammates like any Pokemon team fight. Uh, so there are people who go around and just troll and kill each other. So you fail the raids, but I've not run into it. So I don't think it's very common. But mm-hmm. so when you defeat the Pokemon, you can capture it. And it's usually a pretty buffed up level. And so that's always a big plus. And then you get a whole bunch of extras like rare candies and um, TMs for teaching moves and other random items. And it's a whole bunch of really good, useful stuff. Who gets to keep the Pokemon? All of you. Everyone can capture it. Oh. So you take this giant thing and you cut it up into four parts and each of you takes a part. Yes, that is exactly (laughs) what happens. It almost works for Magneton. You almost have enough pieces for four people. Mm Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so there's no limit on how many of those you can do. So you can just run around the open world area like half an hour into the game and just keep doing raids and getting a shit ton of experience, getting a bunch of really useful items and just power leveling. And you can get like 
you can basically be strong enough to beat the game just in that first area if you really wanted to. Hmm. Interesting. All mm-hmm. I see are gifts of people running away from mobs of Pokemon in that area. <laughs> yeah, that place is freaking huge, and there's just so many Pokemon, and it's a big variety. Which, actually, I'm, I would have liked it better if they had held this until later in the game. Because one of the things I always loved about all the Pokemon games is as you progress from town to town is seeing the different Pokemon in their like native areas. Mm, yeah, that's right. And the central zone is almost like, I don't know, like, like a best of hits or like this is where everything's going to show up. So it felt weird to have that so early in the game. Mm. But other than that, it's a really cool feature. I liked being able to have like a very diverse team pretty early on. Like that felt really nice. That part is nice, and especially because you can run around and find the Pokemon you really like and like get some of your favorites early on in the game. So without any like huge spoilers, is which one did you target first? Um, I lost my mind when I found a raid for a Joltik because Joltik, the little electric tick Pokemon, is like one of my favorites. So when it got uh, Dynamaxed, was it just normal sized? It was a normal-sized four-foot tick. (laughs) Gross. Although, actually, one funny thing is people are really upset about Wailord in this game. Oh, why? Because Wailord is way too small compared to every other game they've been in. Oh, yeah, that's right. His model isn't life-sized. For reference, a Wailord is supposed to be just shy of 50 feet long. So Dynamax out the gate. It should it should be. It should be. And you know um, the game can render it because it can make any of them. But then when you get in game and you see a whale lord versus a gyarados, and a gyarados is like I think twenty feet long? And the gyarados is like twice the size of the whale lord. And it like somebody messed up on scaling here. And it just feels wrong. Weird. But the, the Gyarados is, like, scaled correctly. It is just that much bigger than everything else. Yeah, it, yeah. everything else seems to be fine. It's just Whale Lord. They, it, it's, it's like Civ 1 Gandhi. Like, they went over the limit and just reset. <laughs> you know, what if that is what happened? <laughs> someone, <laughs> someone set the number. Oh, it's, it's 50, 50 feet. And the game goes, we don't, nope, you went over max. Therefore, min size. We're not stretching this mm-hmm. model at all. It's just here's the base size. Mm-hmm. Pre-stretch. Pocket, pocket size. Pocket size. Whale Lord. They are pocket monsters. Uh, y- you got me there. What What have you been playing besides watching Pokemon? Uh, so besides watching Pokemon and playing a little bit of it, uh, I haven't been playing anything. But I did make a promise last week. Uh huh. And I watched the first season of The Good Place. It's a pretty good first season, huh? Yeah, it's pretty good. It it, it was a very good place to be. <laughs> oh, am now I gonna you... have to watch the show too? All right, Noel, yeah. tell tell us why The Good Place is good without spoiling why The Good. Hmm. <laughs> which is which is welcome Aww. to why we just keep saying The Good Aww. Place is good. People. You're like, fine, I will. Now, you do better than that. I mean, I feel like it was obvious where the good place was going. But don't ruin any of it because Ted Danson's monologues are 
better than anything. So, like, I guess the, I guess I can give a quick summary of what the good place is. Like, can you? Because yeah. can you do it better than Ted Danson does in the first five minutes of the first episode? No, basically just repeating that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, you wake up and you're dead, and you are a good person, and so you are in the good place, and it's it's heaven. It's great. It, well, not great. It's good. <laughs> Uh, also not technically heaven. Yeah, that's true. Not technically heaven. Uh, like none of the religions on earth got it right. Uh, some random stoner got it like 95% right. It's pretty great. Uh, so you're in the good place. Everything's pretty good. You go through your introduction and then you get sent to your house. And of course, since it's, uh, the good place, the best, the best afterlife, your soulmate is there with you and you get, you just, uh, get to live with them forever. But the uh, but the main character that we're following is not supposed to be in the good place, and things go awry. Yeah, okay. it is a very good show. Focal misled me, th- saying it was ten episodes, and it was thirteen <laughs> episodes. So I was up l- later than I wanted to be trying to finish it. I thought it was only ten, but you know, how long are the episodes? Uh, are they they're like minutes or these like. 23 okay. minutes like normal tv show okay 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 yeah. and where can i watch it uh the first three seasons are on netflix and then the current season is on hulu gosh there's four seasons well there's three and a half seasons okay 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 yeah it's still airing but and yeah, hulu cycles off their old episodes after a bit so unless you're very 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 fast the first episode of season four will probably get pulled from hulu which is what happened to me when I was trying to catch up for season three. I'll have to put it on the list. It's definitely worth a watch. I I quite enjoyed it, although I did see where it was going to go pretty early on. Yep. Well, guess what? Season two, you think you know where it's going to go, and then it goes, ah, we're done with that in just a few episodes. We're going to go on something else. Oh, cool. Uh, I can't wait to watch more of that. Uh, me and my girlfriend have been watch. We actually watched it together on the couch. The dreams of making a treadmill show failed. <laughs> uh, but but our dreams of her getting to watch it too worked yeah, out. Yeah, those those dreams succeeded. Hooray! <laughs> they thoroughly enjoyed it as well. So we are going to watch that together now. Nice, perfect, mm-hmm. good. Anything else good? Any yes. good apples? There is there is a new apple on the market. Oh, it is. It is what I call an apple for gamers. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm just going to have to post this image in uh, discord somewhere at some point. All right. All right. Do it. Do it. But yes, uh, the, the moment I saw this apple, my brain went, this is a, this is an apple for gamers. It is called the Snapdragon apple. And their marketing and branding looks very much like motherboard branding. <laughs> it's a. It's All right, you're not wrong. <laughs> it's an apple with a silhouette cutout of a dragon with wings. It looks, it looks like such gaming hardware. Monster well, Crunch. It looks like mid two thousands gaming hardware, where you have the sleek logo and a and a, and a stupid motto. So every color MSI of the rainbow is the brand movies. I'm thinking of that still does this. 
if this mm-hmm. were like 90s graphics cards, there'd be some like mostly naked woman holding the apple. <laughs> like a badly 3D rendered model. Maybe a so snake. How's the apple? Uh, the apple is quite good. Uh, so red, yellow apple, it's it's juicy. It's crisp like that. It, when it says it has a monster crunch, it has a really good first bite. Like that crunch is definitely there. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's got it's got a good mouthfeel. It's a little sour, but it's also pretty sweet. Overall, I I like this apple. It's not one of my favorites, but it's a good upper middle tier apple. Okay, okay, I'll keep an eye out for it. Boss I mean, how could you miss it? Yeah, with this branding. I'm, yeah, look at this. <laughs> I know. God, I don't know. Opals have been back in season out here, and so I've been in freaking heaven because that's my favorite apple. Hmm. All right, uh, Mary, you play anything besides Pokemon? Are you you good? Um, my wife has been playing something, and it's one of her favorite games of all time. It's Ooh. called Tycho Drum Master. Oh, wait, like the PS4 one? She found that, well, you see with the Switch, there's that cool thing where the controllers come off. Uh-huh. And so in the U.S. release of Tycho Drum Master last year, they didn't actually release the physical drum accessory. Not they in the US. They just expected you to right. use the Joy-Cons. However, in the United Kingdom, they released an English version of the game, <laughs> which came with the actual drum accessory. So a couple of days ago, guess what arrived in the mail at my house? Was it a Tyco drum kit imported from the UK? How did you know? I've, I've done something similar sometimes. Not with Drum Master, though. Not yet. So, yeah, my wife has been playing that every single night. <laughs> um, and, God, I love her, but sometimes it gets a little tiring just hearing the beating of the plastic and just... So... For half an hour straight. <laughs> does she know that the PS4 version has a different music library, even though it's the same titled game? Like, there's overlap, but then each... I don't know. I think the PS4 has just a larger library than the Switch, but I'm not positive on that. Maybe. I know she picked this version because it was all of the... It was the same playlist as the Japanese version with all the Japanese songs in it. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I I know for a fact that the PS4 version has, like, the Berserk theme. Ah. (laughs) And maybe Ava? It has some weird stuff in there. And then I want to say the Switch has, I think they overlap with like 90% of the songs. And then the last, it's basically Pokemon. There's this last little <laughs> bit that is not overlapping. And that's why you need. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I mean, you won't if she never learns, but you should tell her. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, so I had to like get up and close my door earlier because 10 minutes into recording a podcast is the time to start playing Tycho. <laughs> no, it's not. No, no. Yeah. No. I was wondering what that noise was. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. Other so. than that, it rained. Like, that's a pretty big deal here in LA. What is this? Quick. Why, why is LaCroix falling from the sky? <laughs> oh, no. Don't understand. Okay. How about some news? Should we do news? Should we do some news? We could do news. 
What's new? Um, Guilty Gear has a title. Yeah, we can stop calling it Guilty Gear 2020 or the new one. It's Guilty Gear Strive. Oh, good. It's not ten. It's not an actual full sentence. I'm I'm happy. Yeah, actually, that is kind of weird. It's an actual word. Honestly, the first time I read the sentence, I skipped over the word strive as a part of the name and instead like stuck it in as a verb because it was like, well, that can't be the name. Anime games have much longer names than that and or at least weirder. So my brain just like absorbed it as the rest of the English sentence rather than the actual name. But it's it's there. I tried to read it at like Xrd. So I was like, oh, Guilty Gear, Istrave. (laughs) oh man oh you could be right (laughs) that would be i don't know if i've heard it in the trailer spoken yet but if you press start and it's stir stir rive or (laughs) stir rave that'd be you you know all right we're i'm in i want that that's the future we need guilty gear is thrive heaven or hell (laughs) let's fight I love it. Smell that game. <laughs> Having that full song on Spotify and hearing the lyrics are so, it's so ridiculous. It is really odd. <laughs> I, I kind of want to see. It's not like heaven and hell. Can you imagine? It? Smell your opponent. Fight. <laughs> Whatever it is. Like, wait a minute. What? No, it wouldn't be fight. It'd be like smell your opponent's ultimate justice. Something. Yeah. Anyway. Street Fighter V Championship Edition has been announced, too. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You missed the last bit of Guilty Gear news. Oh, that Faust is in the game? That Faust was teased at the end. I don't know if that's news. They could... I mean... There are some characters. Yes, certain certain people have to be on the roster. They're not Mm going to make a mistake about that, like Street Fighter. Okay, okay. Street Fighter. Yeah, Street Fighter. So for 30 bucks, you can just get everything. Like, all the stages, I think? All the characters. Just all, all the people. I'm, I've been keeping up with those season passes. I did not buy the last three to four people, because they were, like, individually not in a season sort of thing. And now for the price of those characters, you just get all the costumes, all the stages, all the random crap. All of it. It's just the big, here's the, what sure looks like, no, really, here's the last release of Street Fighter V. We mean it this time. And yeah, it's, it's going to be 30 bucks, or you pay $25 just to upgrade whatever version you have into it. And if you do the upgrade, you can get all the stuff now, which is kind of neat. So that's cool. Like, mm-hmm. go, go buy Street yeah. Fighter V on sale for $7, buy this pack for $25, and... You just get the whole game now. You don't have to wait till February. That's cool. Yeah. Did you hear about Anthem 2? <laughs> Did you see this I, news? About I Anthem? heard rumblings. Anthem next rumors. They're going to uh, maybe No Man's Sky it. Well, they'll be like, we, we're we just going to go quiet for a bit. They did See, No Man's Sky said, we're going to go quiet for a bit, and we're going to come back when we have a fix for the game. They never said that for Anthem. They just left. Um but the rumors are that is what they're doing. They're just going to go and make a new game for Anthem and replace everything. Do you think they're going to 
sell you the privilege again? I am really worried they're going to do that. I am I am very hesitant that like those bastards, I want my Iron Man game. I would probably pay just to see if they did I was going to say, I think, they, I think they got you with the Iron Man again. But I don't think they'd have anyone else. I think it'd be like me in the server with a couple like QA people being like, I showed up. Um, <laughs> oh, and like the three really big Bioware fans who also like love Anthem anyway, just love Bioware's like dialogue delivery and stuff. So with them working on this next version of Anthem or whatever is going on, how do you think that's going to affect Bioware in their making of the final Dragon Age game? Um, The rumor is the Anthem live team in Austin, I think, are the ones who are doing Anthem. And Bioware uh, Edmonton proper, whichever one is... Whichever one's the Dragon Age studio is the one working on Dragon Age. So... It's just like the, I'm sure there's some cross mixing of stuff going on, but it seems like it's not actually as big of a like roadblock or anything. If anything, it might be something like, uh, I think that's the Old Republic studio might be working less on the Old Republic and more on Anthem. Hmm. So if, if they're working on this, do you have any hope that it could possibly be good? Yes. Because Mass Effect 3's multiplayer was inherently the best horde mode of last generation and possibly this generation. I haven't played much Gears 5, but ME3's horde mode was really excellent. And it was the foundational fun that was Anthem. was like, we want to take that and make it the whole game. But then all of the whole game they added to it was universally bad. And that's and, and, and technically flawed and unfun and all sorts of issues. But like... Underneath, I can see some of the ME3 classes. Like the big tank class was basically the 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 Krogan, the the the, the big that big tank with the shield. Basically, played similar to the Krogan from ME3 multiplayer. Just the shield mechanics worked a little bit differently. But that 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 dude was fun to play as. Like mm-hmm. they could do it. <laughs> they just didn't. Um, so if they just like tried again. Basically, No Man's Sky style or Final Fantasy XIV, where they just go, we're doing it again, and then reboot it. I think the only question is, not that, that they could fix it, I think you should be able to make a fun game about Iron Man armor. You, that seems like a very low bar for, like, not much is like this, shooting is fun. Um, there's not that much competition in that area. Go, Go for it. And uh, honestly, even base anthem, the spellcaster class, which I can't remember his name, was fun to play as. That was an enjoyable class to like just shoot mobs with. It's just that you know there was nothing else to really do with it. They could make a fun game. The question is, do they sell it to you again? Like, do they look at all this effort and go, "Yeah, it's twenty bucks or something"? Because I think any amount of money, and they burn a bunch of the goodwill that they. Yeah. Like, even if they turn around and make a fun game they won't bring back the people who hated it if they charge even five bucks. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, even though it's a lot of money to rebuild a project like that, it's unfair to charge for it because the first project was bad and a failure and just abysmal. Like, retinkering it isn't isn't a second product. It's like an apology rebuild of the first. 
There's a reason Final Fantasy XIV made the game free while they rebuilt it. I was trying to think of the game that did that the right way of rebuilding and being free in FF14. Yeah, they literally just they, they turned off monthly subs and they went, you can just play this game free forever until we finish this remake. And then they finished the remake. They had a big world-ending event. They blew everyone up and then they started the next one with a cinematic of destroying the old. And that's a hell of a that's a hell of a gusto to bring into. It. And um and No Man's Sky, which just kept patching the crap out of that game until they added an entire layer of game into it with a campaign and space and controllable capital ships and all sorts of crap. Like either of those strategies are good. Both of them involved just patching the old client. You just you just got the game in those examples. We'll see. We'll see, yeah. EA, EA continues to, like... Fingers crossed. Jedi Fallen Order was EA's chance to, like, have that one game that, like... To have a, have a game of the year. And I don't think it's going to knock up enough on people's radar to win that. So they've basically gone an entire generation with nothing but bloody noses and FIFA. So that's that's rough. Like, Titanfall 2 is their, their pinnacle, and that game, like didn't sell well enough it got creamed by battlefield one so mm-hmm. that's it's not a rough year it's a rough generation they lost like five to six freaking years in a row I, they kind of need a hail mary to like redo anthem come out with a good dragon age four dragon age three was an xbox 360 game too like that thing's ancient kind of like half-life half-life's pretty ancient it sure is are y'all excited about this new half-life I feel Bow, like making I, a game. Uh, I making... feel like I would be if I played any of the other ones for any length of time. <laughs> I have I'd an be excuse. excited if I owned any VR hardware. Hmm. I have an excuse for not playing the Half-Life games. The first one gave me horrible motion sickness. Fair. Yeah, it, it happens with older 3D games with me, and I just can't play them. That's I, mean, I have one of my friends in college with Counter-Strike. He just could not play anything on the the old half-life engine yeah there's something about the bob yeah Mm -hmm. i've heard i should try playing half-life source and maybe that will work better for me like the one built on the new source engine right the the mod slash it's for sale thing yes i think it's like a mod of half-life 2 yeah i mean it's a total conversion rebuild using half-life 2 to rebuild what is essence one the Half-Life 2, the Source Engine, and they just rebuilt Half-Life 1. <laughs> but yeah, this this game does look pretty rad. Half-Life Alex, which is going to be a VR-only game? Well, in the interview they said, someone asked, is this coming to anything other than VR? Well, it was definitely built for VR. <laughs> okay. So it was kind of like a no in the same way Bridge Crew wasn't but then did because vr didn't take off so maybe we can but probably won't kind of language thing so the mechanics they showed off sure looks vr specific yeah so looking at this it reminded me heavily of the um basically the tech demo game for this boneworks uh-huh yeah it definitely looks like the, the people working on boneworks were basically prototyping half-life yeah, I don't know if there's any, like, real cross-pollination. 
like dev engine wise, but I do know the Boneworks people worked very closely with Valve. So I don't know. Maybe it's one of those like PUBG kind of scenarios where all of a sudden Fortnite exists on the same engine. Whoa, hmm. look at look at all these cool tricks we learned from you. Um, who knows? But yes, very any, similar feel. Do we have any information on if this is going to work with the older controller sets or is it going to yes. rely on the newer? Nope. They have they have come out and said this game totally supports all the Steam compatible headsets. So Oculus, uh, Vive, Index. I think even Windows Mixed Reality. Like if it plugs in the Steam and works, it can work with it. Hmm. Looks like some which, people which are going to be picking Boneworks does up. too. Bone, like as cool as the finger tech is, they built those control schemes so the grip button functions like pulling the controller. So most of those grip commands carry over. It just doesn't feel as natural. Hmm. Looks like a lot of people are going to get an Oculus Quest then, because uh, that is the best cheap way to get into VR. Yes, agreed. Uh, a Quest for four hundred bucks with a, a link cable sure seems like the best way to do it. I, I as on this news, I hit up Reddit to be like, did they fix the controllers? And the answer seems to be some of them, but there's so many old controllers still out there that you're likely to get one of those if you were to buy it now. So don't don't buy the index yet. That's still got pretty much terrible controllers. The the thing that's changed is at least from the Reddit, I found a bunch of really happy people on their third RMA. Hmm. So pe- basically it seems huh. like Valve support when I had to return mine and they were being very ambiguous whether they would take care of anyone. Um, I didn't have a choice because my 30 days were almost up. So it's like, all right, send it back. Um, but apparently the people who stuck with it can have on the Reddit say, oh, I had one dead pixel and they sent me a new headset or I had one stick go bad and they sent me the new controller. Each person would be like, yeah, it takes about, you know, nine to 14 days and then you get new hardware. So that's pretty good. Like to, to eat, to eat the money and actually like re- deliver on a $1,000 plus system is important. Um, the fact that it's still not officially in their policy that they would do that means at any point they could stop. That's true. That, that would be my concern. Right yeah. now, they're okay with eating the money on these launch units, but if you're on your fifth RMA, they could just tell you no. Also, in these same Reddits, I definitely saw people go, whoops, I tripped and smashed my knuckles. Oh, well, I ordered new ones. So... The same people who are happy about the RMA, people who would totally just buy new hardware if they ever needed to, like, without thinking about it. So if you're not in the drop 300 bucks every few months for your VR setup, I, I, I really still strongly caution against the index because it had those control those knuckle controllers had a lot of issues. I will stick with my original uh, HTC Vive. Yeah, I honestly that is like still the way to go i was really hoping the index was the next gen jump we needed but it's too unstable um so just gotta wait until basically either the until they officially announce a revision like the index is a a new revision the old stuff is gone then maybe it's worth jumping in at that price or again waiting for the next next thing like i am going to probably set up my old uh, oculus rift set up again because that'll that'll get me pretty much all the way there. Yeah. VR, Valve made a game. If maybe they had never released Artifact, I'd feel more positive about it. Maybe this one will be good. 
that's what I'm telling myself. But they've they have proven that they can release something that's not good. So now there's doubt. But but did you notice in Half Life, Alex? There are three L's. Yeah, yeah. The and the, the L's are Roman numerals for three, right? Yeah. I mean, I think this is pretty clearly a prologue. Like, if this does well, or even if this doesn't do, if this does well enough to not be an artifact level failure, I bet this is Half-Life 3, like, the next one. Like, this is, if they launched Half-Life 3 on VR and said, this is our next big flagship thing, go buy a headset, people would be pissed. As it is, this gives them a chance to prove themselves, to, to get people to warm up to the idea of a headset. And then when they release Half-Life 3 in two, two years or whatever, um, it'll be like, well, now you got to get a headset. But when you get the headset, when we force you to get this headset for Half-Life 3, you could also play Half-Life Alex And mm-hmm. these other v- Beat Saber, you could finally play Beat Saber. Look how many millions of songs Beat Saber has. Like, it's like a, pl- it's a play. It's, it's like a football play where they're going to get there. I, I think we see Half-Life 3 after this. It's just VR didn't take off fast enough to warrant it. So now they've got to play it cool conservatively. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I, I had one friend who was really pissed because uh, this, this is centering around the characters that were the cliffhanger for episode two from like whatever, 20 years ago. <laughs> but it was like 15. Yeah. <laughs> It's, so there's a cliffhanger at the end of a Half-Life and people are like, what happens with this? And then this game is like, do you want to know what happens before that? And it's like, no! <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I, I had I, I had one friend who's like, you bastards. <laughs> Just so angry because he, he's been invested for so long in the story. And <laughs> I want oh. Valve to release a new Half-Life game, Monkey's Paw Finger Curls. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> just the middle mm-hmm. finger is up because it's an index controller. It can track that. <laughs> anyway, speaking of one, how about that Factorio version? Yes. Factorio yeah. is finally going to hit 1.0 next year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Pretty far into next year. <laughs> Yes, uh, basically an entire year from now. Uh, September 2020 is the expected release date of the 1.0 version of Factorio. We did it. We finally got there. No, that could be delayed. <laughs> There's no guarantee. And, and knowing this developer probably will be because it hasn't been polished enough yet. <laughs> no, the answer is it has been polished enough. This game could have been 1.0 ages ago. And would have been totally fine. Not for this guy's standards, it can't. <clears throat> but yes, that, that it, was it's like very the exciting. reason he announced it as oh, I was like, if I don't put a release date, I'm never gonna stop polishing these little things. I don't understand why this person must use software, right? Like 1.0 doesn't mean polished. <laughs> One well, point oh one can exist it's too, you know. Feature complete. Not, uh... And tell me it's not easy to get sidetracked by like, I need to finish that core thing, but like I could tweak this and make it really nice. And oh, I could tweak it just a little more and get it just it's, right before the, the, I go work on 
The definition of feature, feature complete. The definition of feature complete is feature complete for launch. Not like every feature ever needed ever. Otherwise, like Photoshop but, would still be like beta. What is launch anymore? Well, that's, I mean, yeah. I mean, Factorial released a long time ago. And is, if it reaches 1.0 status, it doesn't mean anything. I don't know. 1.0 is meaningless nowadays. Factorial is up to version 11. <laughs> exactly. It's already, it's already done. It's been done a long time. And if they want, just like the patch that added a uh, Fantasy Strike finally getting crossplay across because it was previously um, PC and Switch or PC and PS4, and now it's both. It's just the one pool for Fantasy Strike. Nice. The future is here. We can finally play games with everyone. Yep. Yeah, it has, still has some limitations on PS4 in terms of like box it can detect and stuff. It's basically not cross-purchase, even though there, there are no purchases as far as I understand. It's just like an unlock system of some kind. But uh, it's still... Man, David Sirlin's so mad. He's basically like, this is as good as Sony allows. <laughs> He's still so mad at them. Justifiably so. Mm-hmm. Did you all want to talk about this new dev studio from Mass Effect Bethesda and Sleeping Dogs devs? Who, what? Brass Lion? Sleepy Dogs? Yeah, Sleepy Dogs. Brass Lion Entertainment? The Rusting Puppy devs. Brass Line Entertainment is focused on developing games that explore a diversity of voices and cultures. Yeah, they're just, they're going to make, they're going to make games. Corner Wolves. Some of the people who used to work at these companies that now don't really decide to leave and make games. So that could be cool. I hope it works out. I'm optimistic as usual. Yeah, I just, I remember the glut of X Bioshock devs going indie. And making cool stuff, like a bunch of those games were actually interesting and good, but like almost none of them were very commercially successful. Like, okay, hell, wow. even Void Bastards, I think, falls like <clears throat> that. Looking at um, Corner Wolves, which is their first project they announced, this is heavy. <laughs> this uh -huh. is like very on the nose. They're going to address racial and economic tensions. Uh-huh. That'll be cool. This is, uh, now I'm excited. This is interesting. I guess last bit of news, another new studio, former Arcane guy. Oh, oh, oh. The Raphael uh, Colantonio, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the last project he was was Prey, I think. Because Arcane sort of split into the two studio thing. I think he was one of the leads on Prey. Yeah. And, uh. He was one of the guys on Dishonored. Well, there's the original Dishonored 1, and then after Dishonored, the team kind of split into two, and one of them did Dishonored 2, and one of them did Prey. Yeah. I can't remember which one he headed up. I think it was Prey. I, uh, rem I remember Prey. the story. I think the story behind him is, like, after the game came out and it was sort of disappointing, he was like, I'm taking out a sabbatical, because that was a hell of a crunch, and this game was not respected like it should have been. Mm -hmm. He did not say that last part. But we all heard it. <laughs> um, so apparently now still making games, though. Came back. So that's interesting. Yeah, some kind of like this, this like, like this resurgence of earlier devs coming back in, in their own studios or studios coming, coming, coming out from these previous projects. And I mean, now's about the time that you get the dev kits for the next-gen consoles and want to give them the yeah. team 
be like, make a game, please. Not just from like the console makers, I mean, just generally, like any investment firm kind of scenario. But I also wouldn't be surprised if Epic or Microsoft or maybe Sony were behind some of these where they're like, we want games, make one. Anyway, I think that's about it for news. Yeah. Any other news? No, I'm looking at my cat and he says there's no more news. All right. Well, your well, cat, cat should, has spoken. Your cat should write in to uh, ggtrainforcepodcast.com, an email account that I should check, but I forgot this week. <gasps> if, if, you, if you emailed us last week, you should tweet at t4gd, at vocal, at nelvium, at sergestiful, at punchangilla, at mary mayhem, at snagglewolf. Um, or I'll, I'll check it next week for sure, I promise. Probably. Maybe. Uh, pay, yeah, maybe. It's okay. I checked the email. We didn't have any. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next week to find out. Did Focal check the email? <laughs> same bat channel, same Patreon channel. Patreon.com slash TForce Network, TrinityForceNetwork.com, and of course, Discord.TrinityForceNetwork.com. Chat about the news in real time. And, and, uh, and get your Switch friend code so we can play Pokemon together. Or yeah, there's Pokemon codes. raids to be had. I pinned the Stadia yeah. friend codes, Doc. It's totally filling up. How many bullshit. takers, Vocal? <laughs> yeah, know. yeah. Who's on I, there? I haven't looked at it, but I heard it was full of bullshit, and I believe it. <laughs> Reddit.com slash r slash Network. Thanks for tuning in, all. GG. GG.